Welcome everyone to this very special Halloween surprise episode of Ohio Unsolved. I'm your host Matthew, and I just wanted to have a quick, short, scary story to everyone to listen to on Halloween. So let's get right into the story. Everyone sit back, make sure to lock your doors and windows, and get ready for the Ohio Unsolved Halloween Surprise. It's the 80s, it's Halloween on a weekday, and I, being the oldest, am responsible for taking my two younger brothers trick-or-treating, along with two young sons of my parents' friends. My parents and the kids' parents are are at our house playing cards. Having had a lot of babysitting responsibilities and chores that my younger brothers did not have, plus missing out on trick-or-treating with friends, I was definitely bitter and ill-tempered throughout the evening. Because it's a school night, we're just doing the three blocks of my street and heading home. We make it down one side and back down the other and are about three houses from home when we get to the house of an elderly woman who lives alone and never gives out candy. But for the past couple of months, she's been renting the basement to some guy. I've seen him around a few times and he either ignores me or yells at me for riding my bike on the sidewalk, though he did seem to be pleasant and say hello to my brothers. So the guy's on the sidewalk with another guy. There's a folding table set up, and there's a notebook on it. The men tell us that they don't have candy, but they are giving away prizes for anyone who goes through their haunted house. As they're explaining this, a few boys my age from school show up and ask what the prizes are. They list pocket knives, baseball cards, and the grand prize is a BB gun. The men tell them they need to fill out their names, age, addresses, phone numbers, and when it's a good time to contact parents to get permission for the prizes. The boys fill out their info quickly, and honestly, at that point in my life, I was excited about all those prizes too. Basically, all the houses on our street were the same. I knew the layout of the basement, and I did not believe the haunted house could possibly be that scary. My brothers and the other two little boys were also excited to do it. I filled out my own info, along with my brothers, and we were all about to head around back to enter the basement door, and one of the men says, Girls aren't allowed. 
The boys from school immediately start laughing and lightly taunt me and are joined in by all four of the kids. I feel my face get hot and a lump form in my throat as they all walk away from me. I am embarrassed, humiliated, and seething with anger. The unfairness of it all, having to constantly be expected to babysit these brats, cook, clean, do laundry for zero dollars, and not even have a fun Halloween like a normal kid. And now I don't even get a chance to win anything? I want to flip the table over and destroy something. Then. I get the idea to take that notebook, which has several pages of boys' contact info in it, and I shove it into the sewer drain by the curb. If I can't win a prize, no one will. Just then, another group of about five boys from my boy heavy street come by and ask what's up. Again, no parents present, cause it's the 80s. I take a deep breath and calmly as possible explain about the haunted house, prizes and writing their info in the notebook, which they all do right away. We hear the group come around the side of the house laughing and bragging that they weren't scared. The men wait till they finish putting their info in the notebook and then start taking the new group back. They don't even notice that I'm lagging behind. I grab that notebook and I shove it into the sewer drain and I get the heck out of there. The next day at school, it seems every boy in my class and maybe the whole school had done the haunted house and each one thinks that he will be the winner of some prize or another. I have a sense of satisfaction every time I hear them talk about it because I know that there will be no winners as a notebook is gone never to be found. To me it feels like justice but I tell no one for fear of getting in huge trouble. About a week later still no winners and kids have moved on and stopped talking about it. Around mid-morning, our teacher gets called out to the hall to talk to someone for about five minutes and comes back looking wide-eyed and scared of something. Each boy in the class gets called to the office and does not return. As this is happening, the remaining kids have no idea what is happening until one boy, Scott, comes back and tells me everything. Apparently, Jimmy, a kid in the other fifth grade class who was small for his age but the fastest runner in the whole school was walking to school that morning and a guy tried to pull him into his car. Jimmy thrashed around wildly and kicked the guy several times as he was trying to pull him in. He eventually got away and ran as fast as he could down an alley and got to his grandmother's house because it was closer than school or his own house and he knew she'd be home to help him. Jimmy recognized the guy who tried to kidnap him as the one who had the haunted house in the basement apartment, so all the boys in the school were being individually called to the office and questioned by the police. During the questioning, each kid mentioned the notebook, and so the police did not want any kids to be home alone, as most of us were after school because in our neighborhood, typically both parents worked. The notebook basically gave the men a time frame of when kids would be home alone. When is a good time to contact your parents? Each kid filled out when a parent would be coming home from work, and the concern was that they'd have a guide of a good time to kidnap boys. When Scott told me all this, I had an immediate sense of dread, and not because I was afraid boys would be taken from their homes while their parents were at work. I knew that could not happen because they didn't have the notebook, 
but I was truly afraid I would get in trouble for hiding it. Later, everyone found out that the police had gone to arrest the men, but they were not found. The apartment was searched, and there was no sign of the notebook, but pictures were found. As a teenager, I was finally told the pictures were graphic and included violent child pornography involving young boys. Our whole town was on high alert, and many of us latchkey kids came home to our first babysitter. Ours was a high school student named Sharon, who was the youngest of three girls in her family, and she was wonderful. I slowly got over the nagging fear that the notebook would be fished out of the water and my fingerprints identified, and I finally enjoyed my time with her. For once in my life, I was not a servant and second-class citizen to the boys in my house. She was kind to all of us, but she made it clear that I was her favorite. I never got to go tumbling or gymnastics classes because we didn't have any extra money for that. But the first thing Sharon did with us on that first day was teach us all to do cartwheels. My brothers lost interest after that, but she went on to teach me front and back walkovers, back handsprings, and aerials and cartwheels with no hands. She would paint my nails and French braided my hair. She talked to me constantly, telling me about her teachers, her classes, friends, boyfriends, and listen intently to whatever grade school or family drama I had, asking questions or offering advice. She was exactly what I needed at that point in my life, and I secretly marveled at the series of events that brought her to us. She sat for us for close to two years. We got older, and she needed to move on as well. This was pre-internet Facebook, and sadly I lost touch with her. I knew that she had moved out west and had done some modeling as well as some acting and was doing well. Then, in my 20s, my mother called me in my apartment to tell me that Sharon had been brutally murdered in her home, stabbed over 30 times by a man she dated only a couple times who had been stalking her. Well, that is going to do it for this Halloween surprise episode. I do hope that you all enjoyed this story, and I hope that you have a very safe and happy Halloween. And make sure to keep your doors and windows locked, and stay ready for Ohio Unsolved. <laughs>